you're tuned in to the Restaurant Rockstars podcast. Powerful ideas to rock your restaurant. Here's your host, Roger Bodwin. Hey guys, Roger back at you at the Restaurant Rockstars podcast. You know, when I ran restaurants for decades, we used the old school comment cards. And sure, we got lots of positive feedback and occasionally someone would bring a complaint to our attention, but that was the old way of doing things. Well, in this week's big episode, I'm speaking to Mr. Matt Selby, and he's the president of a company called Oberon 3, and they've come up with a digital customer feedback platform called Opiniator. Now the customer can bring any issue to the restaurant's attention. You can track your staff's actions in resolving that issue while the customer is still in the restaurant. They have complete control. They can bring this issue to your attention. They can request that you resolve it immediately. But all this happens before a customer leaves a negative online review in TripAdvisor or Yelp or whatever. So it's a great way to recover the situation, please the customer, and ensure satisfaction while the customer is still in the restaurant, all digitally. So listen on. Welcome back, everyone. This is the Restaurant Rockstars podcast, and we do appreciate you listening. With me today, Mr. Matt Selby, and he is from Opiniator. And this is super relevant due to COVID-19 and all the craziness in the restaurant business. Because, you know, customer expectations have shifted and we change our business models daily. We're all pivoting, trying to make a go of our business concerns. Sometimes the customers understand, sometimes they don't. Even before COVID happened, things sometimes go sideways in restaurants because human you know, the element of human error will always be there. But now Matt has a solution. His company, Opiniator, literally gives immediate customer feedback on location and virtually eliminates comment cards, which is a really, really cool thing. So we're going to get into all the nuts and bolts of how this works. Matt, welcome to the show today. I'm really glad to have you here. Well, thanks, Roger. I really appreciate it. And uh, looking forward to a chat about all of those things that you, that you mentioned and maybe a few more. Well, you know, technology never stops. And technology is a convenience for a business. It's a convenience for a customer. And this is a really novel idea, you know, because customer feedback is so important. It's so important to online reviews. It's so important to repeat business. It's so important to build your business, grow your business, and build that loyalty that's so important in restaurants. And, you know, in the old days, comment cards were the norm. You know, you'd pass it out and sometimes you'd get good feedback and sometimes you wouldn't. But the crux is most of the time, it's too late. The customer's gone and now you're reading the the review or the comments that they have to say. And very little opportunity to respond to that customer, if any, unless you asked for an email address. So that's out the window. Now we're talking about Opiniator. But before we get into what it does, how it works, Matt, why don't you tell me, you know, how did you get the brainchild for this idea? Where did this whole thing come about? And, you know, they say necessity is the mother of invention, right? And that's why technology keeps moving forward, because people see a need and they create a solution. You clearly have a solution to an age-old problem that happens daily in restaurants. Tell us the backstory of that. Sure. Well, it's, it, there were really two main sources. Um, a long time ago, really long time ago, I was a waiter. Um, a very bad way to that's that's probably the, the the precursor to it and we used at this restaurant this is in dc comment cards or rather the, the restaurant owners uses comment cards and of course the comment cards were left on the table so what do you think the waiters did 
um, they would read the comment cards. And if any of them were less than stellar, the opportunity was there for those comment cards to be diverted uh, elsewhere, certainly not to the pocket of the owner. So that was the first thing I thought there had to be a much better way, but this was way before the internet. The second, the, the, the second prompt was uh, I, I ride a motorcycle and I, I bought a motorcycle a few years ago. And three weeks after purchase, I was called up by the dealership and the dealership said a number of fairly sort of asinine questions, including something like, well, did the, did the, uh, the store manager smile? Now, I don't know about you, Roger, but I can barely remember what I had for breakfast. I, I will often forget my children's names. So there really is no point asking me to think about the facial expression of somebody at an event from, from three weeks past. So again, the idea here is to try to find some technology that could help with the problem that you just described, which is these antiquated tools. And I lump comment cards into that point of sale surveys, even things like mystery shopping. I think these are antiquated ways of solving a problem that's kind of moved on. And of course, as you mentioned, the worst thing that you could have is as a restaurant owner, reading about a review a few days after it's happened, being somewhat impotent to do anything about it. So I had those two experiences. And as you say, necessity was the motherhood of invention. And at the same time, I'd worked in, in, in other businesses where we were using the internet to try and gather technology, gather responses very quickly. And of course, with the mobile phone now being almost stapled, almost welded to us 24-7, you've now got the mechanism and the means and certainly the motive to put together some technology that might help with obtaining and then acting on feedback in real time. And real time, as you've described, is as the diner, as the customer's still there, you know, finishing up his coffee or whatever it is that he's having. You know, this is a real frustration to business owners in general, and it's just human nature. But unfortunately, sometimes, or a lot of the case, negative impressions overshadow positive ones. And people are very quick to leave a negative online review and slam a restaurant because they're upset. You know, something went sideways. Maybe it was the restaurant's fault. Maybe it was something beyond their control. But unfortunately, people are really quick to respond in a negative way and, and not so quick to respond in a positive way because it takes your time out of your day. And unless something really struck you where, you know, I just got to tell everybody that that restaurant was incredible, we almost have to ask for positive reviews. Right, right. But, but the big problem is negative reviews are happening all the time and how we deal with this and how we respond to those reviews without being defensive and trying to solve the problem after the fact is what we do now, but we definitely would would love a better way, right? Before we had to resort to that, okay, somebody just slammed us on Yelp and now I got to respond to it and people right. will read it and they might believe me and they might believe the customer, but now you're dealing with things in real time and I really, our audience really wants to know, how does this process work? How does a sure. restaurant sign up? And let's just say I'm a restaurant customer, we've got this service, a pinnator, and now we're using it, but what's, what's, take us through the process of customer experience, customer feedback, resolution, retention of customer. 
Sure, sure. And I, I'll add to I'll add to what you've just said is there's there's a lot of statistics out there. Some are sort of quasi statistics, but the one that I I often use is is that ninety five percent of all customers are reluctant to give a negative piece of feedback face to face. So even if you were the maitre d, the waiter, and then you'd come up and say, "Hey, Roger, you know, how's the meal? How's everything?" Ninety five percent of the time or 95% of the people are going to say, hey, everything's fine. But really, they're not, because they don't want to have that negative experience, um, really threatening what should be a pleasurable time. So uh, there is a reluctance to, to, to engage in this negativity. So you, as the restaurant guy, are going to come away with a false sense of positive. Oh, everything's fine. And then the day later, you're going to be even more shocked that the guy you asked is now trashed you um so there's there's that to consider so again the 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 way that it uh, works is basically to allow this person to vent to preempt their issues and to give it some detail so that they don't have to do what you've just described which is go online and you know just trash and moan and 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 so on so the other problem I, i would add with with yelp and stuff like that is that it's it's one, it's, it's uh, only used by a certain portion of the population, and they, they tend to be skewing towards the negative. So you're disproportionately favoring and amplifying the voice of those people who, as my grandmother would say, could find a bone in a boiled egg. You know, they, they, they're going to find something wrong. And there's the, the, the second thing is that the feedback, as you've seen, is, is unstructured. If I said in a Yelp review, Roger, the service was terrible, I don't know what you would do to fix that. Because what does that mean to you? Does it mean the speed? Does it mean the friendliness? Does it mean the courtesy? What? So it's, it's unstructured. So what we try to do is to, to, to figure some of those things out. So how does it work? The way it works is that within the restaurant, you provide a mechanism, a communication mechanism that says, I would like your feedback uh, as you're here, and, and this is how I'd like you to uh, to engage with us. So that's in the form of some visible signage. And typically, you would see things like table talkers, uh, menu inserts, uh, posters, even badges on the staff. And the message is, hey, we'd love to get your feedback. Text this number, call this number, scan this QR code, or go online to this website. Excuse me. So there are four mechanisms by which your customers choose the one that they prefer, and they can do it in English, Spanish, and uh, and French. So what we're trying to do is to make it ultra convenient for the customer to use a device they're familiar with, their mobile phone, and it works on any phone. It's, It's not just a smartphone, and there's certainly no app to download a device they're familiar with, in a language they're more comfortable with, and obviously they're an input technology that they prefer. For example, my dad, uh, he's not going to know what a text message is. He's certainly not going to know what a QR code is. So he would probably call in, and it goes through an IBR. My kids would probably text in. So you're trying to make it super convenient. And using one of those mechanisms, let's say texting, there then follows a series of questions that you concoct or we can help you concoct. And we typically say that that length of response should be no more than a minute or about a minute 15. 
because anything longer than that, the response rate drops off. Mm -hmm. And they could be about anything that you want to find out, Roger. So, for example, if you introduced a new menu, if you have new staff, uh, if you got a new facility, uh, it could be asking suggestions. It could be asking about cleanliness. It's really to try and probe to get responses to things you obviously want to find out more about. So there's a series of questions. Uh, they could be one question. They could be six. Uh, it's smart questioning in the sense that it has uh, what's called skip logic. So the answer to one question can determine the next. For example, if one of the questions were, please rate the quality of the food, and I gave you two out of five, you know, not good, the subsequent question would be, oh, I'm sorry to hear that. Please let us have a little more detail. So you can see that the feedback itself is overcomes this problem with Yelp in a number of different ways. One, it's, it's structured and analytical. So you don't have to worry about interpretation because you will be provided that through the analytics. And the second thing is that it's smart and it dives into the detail. So it asks further questions about problem areas, which means you now have something more substantive to resolve. So let's pretend that uh, I were the diner. Uh, I've answered these six questions using, you know, texting or voice or something. Um, the system then, if one of those um, answers was negative, you know, we talked a little bit about the food quality one. The system then is, is prompted to send you and your team an alert message. And that alert can be sent to as many people as you want. Maybe the front of house question problems go to the front of house, back of house go to back of house. Um, and it can be in the form of an email or a text message. And that alert will say, uh, within about 15 seconds, it'll say, hey, diner at restaurant A, maybe you've got more than one, uh, scored two out of five for food quality. Additional comments were, you know, there was a fly in my soup or, you know, the soup was cold or something. And then there's a third bit. And the third bit says, and the diner wants to be contacted and their information is my name, my contact details. And you'll notice that the last bit of identity is optional. I so like that. In the, in the system itself, it can request the user, that is me in this case, would you like to be contacted by Roger? And if the answer is yes, the subsequent question is, please give us your name and contact details, which will then be part of the alert. One of the things that we, we knew from early on doing some work at a restaurant was that customers were very afraid that an alert would come out and somehow the system would have tracked their name and contact details. So this big, you know, hairy-ass chef comes out armed with a meat cleaver saying, are you the guy that's just said there's a fly in my soup? So that's why we make, well, that's why, one, we never track any information. So even though we're interacting with the phone, we, we, we don't track it. And the second thing is we make this identity piece optional, which means that if they want to get hold of you, We've asked the question, and now you can. So in, in doing it this way, you've now got what's the problem, where the problem is, particularly if you have a chain, uh, what is the severity of the problem, what's the detail, and the contact information potentially. So now you can rush into solving it in whatever way you as the restaurateur feel is appropriate. 
So what may happen is you'll get this text and you'll say, ah, oh, Matt Selby, maybe I'll text him back because the system's got a built-in way you can communicate. Uh, and then you can go into whatever remediation you have. You can say, hey, sorry, Matt, um, the fly's in the soup. Let me get you another. Here's $5 off. Can I come over and we can have a quick chat and so on. So what you're trying to do is obviously get the toothpaste back in the tube prior to the customer going off on doing exactly what you described in your opening bit, I slamming you. Or I, I think the other thing about Yelp is that, as you, <laughs> you said, people may have had nine things go really well, but it'll be the tenth thing that is the subject of all of this vitriol and completely warps the content of what could have been a really quite a nice experience. But for some reason, there's this thing about social media that you just let it rip and things become a little imbalanced. So what we're trying to do is to allow you as the business owner or whomever to get the toothpaste back in the tube, make that customer become evangelical because of the way you've responded. And then if they're going to go to Yelp, it's going to be, hey, rather than there's a fly in my soup, it's going to be, hey, Roger came over. We had a great evening. You know, he comped it. Well, I mean, whatever it is you do. Mm-hmm. And now that review becomes uh, stellar. The, the other thing about the, the system is that it detects, because of the scoring mechanism, the responses, it detects whether that customer is generally happy or unhappy. And at the end of the session, which I say is probably about a minute long, if the customer is happy, we actually deliver them a a separate message that says, hey, delighted you had a great time here at Roger's Place. Um, We'd really like your help. Click on this link to post a short uh, testimonial in Facebook or Yelp or whatever. So what you're doing is you're segmenting the audience based upon satisfaction or dissatisfaction. The dissatisfied people, you're clearly not going to encourage them to post anything. But the satisfied people, not only are you going to get the data, but you're sort of nudging them gently into promoting you, knowing that you're only doing that to a certain portion of that happy population. That's amazing. So many ideas just came out of everything that you said. Let's go back to the very beginning of your response, because we were talking about negative impressions and how powerful they can be. We also Mm -hmm. talked about, well, you mentioned the frequency or the number of consumers out there through embarrassment or whatever reason, just don't feel like talking to somebody. Right. But as soon as they leave, they're going to tell everybody they know, oh, don't go to that place. This is what happened to me. So that's really important to overcome. And I believe from what you've said, I love the fact that you're giving the customer the option of how they want the problem resolved. So if they want somebody to come over and solve this immediately, then we are more than willing to listen, hear them out, Mm -hmm. understand the problem, make it right. You know, if they want to leave and then have somebody contact them later, that's the option also. But Mm -hmm. you can still capture them before those online reviews happen. You know, I remember when I first started the restaurant business 26, 27 years ago. You know, back then it was just a... 
I don't even know where I found it, but it was posted everywhere in our restaurant and it was something called, I'm the customer who never returns. And it's all about people that just don't complain, even though they have a bad experience. You might even ask them, like you said, how are things? Oh, everything's fine because they're non-confrontational people. Yeah. But after the fact, once they're gone, then suddenly they feel like they can just open up and, and let it fly. So you know, you're essentially take, you're tackling all of these issues all at once. Let me ask you a question. You've been doing this a while and you've got lots of restaurants using this platform. And I believe without even asking you the question that the way you present the survey information and the option for the customer to provide the immediate feedback, it's almost an encouragement for every diner to use the service, right? Good, bad, or indifferent. I mean, is there a very high percentage of people that by virtue of how you present this and how clear you make it and how easy it is to do and the fact that it takes a minute or less to do it, most people are doing it, right? Yeah, so the, you, you've, you've hit upon a number of things. So let me, let me, uh, let me sort of un- unpack a bit of that. So yeah. the, the, the thing we started off was all about sort of negative feedback. Mm-hmm. When you look at um, any type of comment card or survey, um, typically you'd think that if you remember back to your statistics at school, you'd have a bell curve, you know, the standard oh, yes. bell curve. Oh yeah. Okay. Right, right. Probability so, and statistics. all of that stuff. Yes. So yes. you would think that, okay, so only the very irritated people are going to, going to use it or only the very happy people, the type of people that you could pour a bowl of soup over and they're still going to come back are going to use it and what we found because the mechanism opinionator's mechanism is so benign it's so easy that we're getting a lot of people who are scoring instead of a one out of five a very bad or a five out of five we're getting a lot of people that are scoring the twos the threes and the fours the benefit for you as a restaurateur is that you now know hey well maybe my soup isn't that great Maybe it isn't so good because I'm getting a lot of people that are scoring it as a three or a four. That's average or just above. So you're getting a lot of data and analytics rather than hearsay and unstructured opinion. So that's kind of one. The second thing is that we find is the way to approach these people who you mentioned were non-confrontational, which most people are. Um, you know, when, when I ask that question, you know, who here will complain if I'm doing a presentation or something, somehow everybody's hand shoots up, but really, you know, that isn't the case. Uh, anyway, the way that you present this at a table, if I were the, 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 maybe the server, I'd say, Hey, we'd love to get your feedback. And usually it's during when you present the check. Okay. So here's the check. Hey, Roger and, and wife and team. Um, thanks very much for being here. Hey, there's a, we'd love to get your feedback, good, bad, and indifferent about the experience today. Have a look at the, uh, the table tent. It'll give you four different ways uh, to give feedback. You can all give your feedback. It'll take about, about a minute. And by the way, there's only three questions. So now what I'm doing is I'm, I'm giving them the perfect opportunity in about the time that I have to go away to get the check encourage them to give feedback and re-emphasize that it's only going to take a minute there's no effort and it could be about any part of the experience and i'm not there so i'm not going to i'm not going to be watching over them a bit like somebody staring behind you when you're using an atm machine you know it's not that thing so we're trying to make the experience very easy um the one thing that i would say is that um 
when we've done this at, at restaurants and other venues like this is one best practice is to encourage them through an incentive. So as part of my dialogue as a server, what I'm going to say is, hey, Roger uh, and, and family, uh, we'd love the feedback. And by the way, um, there's a monthly drawing for a $50 uh, gift card back to Roger's restaurant. Okay, so obviously you want to give them an incentive to come back, but it now gives you something else to say as the final nudge to commit them a minute of their time. Now, what we found on the incentive side is that it doesn't have to be substantive. So this sort of $30, $50 one, you only have to give away one, by the way, is about right. It's the sweet spot. It, you don't have to give away an iPad or a Ferrari. It's just something for you to talk about that is um, – that is substantive enough to get them going, and obviously a reward for you because it's it's a it's a, encourages loyalty, and that's what you want to do because the 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 purpose of this is we spoke a little bit about Yelp, and the 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 problem with customer defection is not only it has the brand impact, which is the one we spoke about, and Yelp puts out some some really bad statistics on on how many people get noticed by Yelp, but whether it's 10 or 3,000, it's still a number. But the second thing, um, and actually we have a calculator on our website that, that helps you do this, it helps remind you of the economic impact of losing a particularly a loyal customer. It kind of works out for you what the impact of that defection is. So you've got two whammies that we're trying to help you with. One is the brand impact, you know, the negative, oh my goodness, the sky's falling in, chicken little Yelp. And the right. second one is the recurring revenue impact, which is enormous if you lose a loyal customer. Excellent. You touched on two particular ideas that I want to clarify just to make sure I heard one correctly and then I'll ask the second question but you talked about analytics and reporting sure. so I think I heard that obviously a general manager and owner who's ever in charge of the dashboard can literally get trends and get common thread feedback over the course of a week and if you get you know, 10 responses that said the soup was awful, then suddenly you can go back and fix problems. And that's mm -hmm. okay. So yeah. that's positive. That's absolutely true, right? You can, you can get the feedback and, and, and this thing is, you know, there's a report or something on the dashboard that shows you the, the commonalities and the different problems that are aligned. Is that right? Correct. Correct. So the system, like everything else these days is yep. what they call a SaaS product, a software as a service product. So you get your own uh, login to a private online dashboard and the dashboard's updated in real time. So the data is actually entered in through the mobile phone of the customer within about three seconds. So you actually see the charts change and the commentary entered whenever that customer gives the feedback. So if I said two out of five, you'd see the chart change, the commentary goes in as well. Um, I think more importantly for some of your listeners who may have multiple restaurants, the other thing that you may be interested in is this tool. Well, I, as, as a business owner, I'm sure you're interested in who out of my five restaurants is performing the best, who's the worst, and what Definitely. is that gap between the two, particularly mm -hmm. if you're in the franchise mode. And so the system has a built-in leaderboard capability. The leaderboard capability ranks the best in class, the worst in class, and compares it to an average. So 
human nature would say, uh, you've been in the business long enough, nobody wants to be at the bottom of a list. So that's quite a powerful feature. And of course, the final bit is you not only get the analytics, but you remember we chatted a little bit about receiving these alert messages that state the soup's cold, I got two out of five. The system also tracks the action that you and your team take in order to resolve this. So if you were the owner of a restaurant, you went away for a week, you would want to see that any of these alerts uh, were closed out, were dealt with. And so the system tracks hmm. what the staff do in order to close them out. So you'll now know, okay, this week we had um, 50 alerts, uh, 40 of them are closed, but by the way, 10 of them are still open. Why? Because if the more that are open, the more problems you're likely to have. Because if the soup's cold for one, it may well be the same problem for other for other uh, people. So analytics is absolutely critical. And that's, again, coming back to Yelp. We think Yelp is such a poor mechanism for you as a restaurant owner because it doesn't provide any analytics. When you look at a smiley face, which are these, which uh, seem to be you know, they're as, they're as common as whatever the, the phrase is. You, you can't get away from smiley face. But what does a smiley face tell you? A smiley face just is, a, is some icon of sentiment. There's no analytics there. What you would want to know, and you said it, is what are the trends? What are the trends over time? Is my food service going up? Is it going down? Are my restrooms not clean? It's analytics. It's not sentiment that I think is going to save the day. I mean, they look cute, but... I, I would I, I doubt the amount of value they recreate. There's also a photo upload option. Let's talk about that. Sure. So um, we were asked. We have a number of different uh, industries that we serve, and, and one of them is the facility industry. And so the system is quite often used by facility managers to get the public to help spot particularly health and safety problems. So for example, if I tripped over the carpet or I spotted a, uh, an, uh, an outlet that was cracked, you might want to have that reported. And in order to improve the detail given back to the business, the system can upload a photo that you take. Uh, and so that becomes part of the record. And now we know exactly what the problem is. The same applies to the restaurant as well. Now, it, it's it's one of those things that, it, I'll be frank, it's had limited use in a restaurant. And I suspect it may well be because, let's kind of go through role play here. So you're eating your soup with your family and there's a fly in your soup. Are you going to take a photo of it? I, I don't know. I'm not sure I would, but hey, you may. Well, you may. Some people would. <laughs> some people would. So there's an opportunity on the negative side to provide uh, feedback with some greater detail. And, and, and we, I, I'm slightly trivializing it, but it would be very useful if they had a health and safety issue, if there was water on the floor, if they tripped over something, Definitely. or maybe there's not enough staff there. So that's one thing. There is a second benefit. The second benefit is, of course, you can upload a photo of something that's really good, really, really good. So let's say as part of the review, they just happen to take a picture of your signature dish. 
And I'm assuming you're in Maine. You've got lobsters kind of walking down the street and throwing themselves onto the plate. Right? Uh-huh. Yeah. So you could have someone upload a photo of that particular lobster dish. So it was designed in order to provide clarity around um, uh, usually some form of negative issue, but it could be used to provide an additional endorsement um, to the restaurant on something that you really like. I like that. Does that give the restaurant permission to use that for a marketing purpose? Let's say someone uploads an amazing experience. It's a birthday party and everyone's having a wonderful time. And these people are super happy. Can yep. you somehow import that and share it on your social media sites? So the answer is yes. The platform. But, but, um, what we, uh, so the answer is yes and no. Okay. <laughs> you got me on the first one, not on the second one. So the way we would do that is within the system, we would um, uh, actually ask the customer there and then, can we use this photo for marketing mm-hmm. purposes? Gotcha. So Privacy again, rules and all that. Exactly. So you're proprietary information. Sure. Correct. You're always you're always covering yourself with a permission based question, which you haven't you have now quote on the record. So that's that gets over that one. The photo import is um, uh, available for you to download um, in the system. So you can take the photograph of, of the lobster thermidor, and you can then do with it, Roger, uh, as you see fit. You know, this was and then post it you know, presumably to wherever you want to do it, Facebook or wherever, with, uh, with any other comment that, of course, the family has provided, the restaurant uh, customer has provided, because you've got permission to do that. The system doesn't push it out to you um, because you've got to be, because we're not the restaurant and we're not the customer. We, and, and these social media sites are obviously very keen that there isn't a third-party aggregator somehow nefariously pushing out uh, you know, false reviews. So that last bit is down to you, but yeah, absolutely you can. All right, let's go back to the data capture. I had a second question that I, I'd like to ask you now. So we see how all the analytical and the reporting obviously sh- demonstrates trends and you can follow up and you can fix safety issues. All that's wonderful. Can this be used as a marketing tool because we're capturing, t- you know, phone numbers for text purposes. We might be capturing email addresses. Is that another thing that we can ask permission or we can inform the customer? Would you be interested in hearing from us in the future about upcoming promotions? And can we tell you about weekly specials that are only for privileged customers such as you, that sort of thing? Absolutely. So you can do all of that as long as you ask in, in the, in the feedback itself. So you can ask any question you want. So we've often had uh, restaurant uh, businesses um, who are trying to build up a marketing base or those who've got some existing loyalty card or that want to be, want to recruit people as part of a, a special, you know, privileged group that get the inside track on offers or new menus and so on. So as long as you have in your feedback an opportunity to ask the, would you be interested in? And if they say yes, great. If you then ask for their details. If they say no, then you say, okay, thank you very much. But at the, uh, so, so you can have your cake and eat it. You can get their details and you've obviously now got a, a trace of that. And even if you don't get the details, remember, Roger, you still got that data. You still got all of those opinions, even from those people who uh, don't want you to know their contact information. And what we found is that when you ask for, uh, actually, there's, there's, there's two things. When you ask in a survey the, for the name or any personal 
uh, information at the very first question, there's a massive drop-off in response rate because you as a customer are going to say, the first thing this guy's going to do is spam the hell out of me. But when you ask for the same thing later in the question, later in the survey, and finally phrase it as um, if you have any issues or if there are marketing concerns or can we use this for in a very benign way, the number of people that say yes overall for us has been about 70 to 75%. So it's a much greater opt-in rate mm -hmm. because of the way you're asking it and you're telling them in advance what you're going to use it for. So now the onus is on you. You know, the, the system can help catch information, but you now have got to use it responsibly uh, in, in the way that, that you've put out in, in the request. So it can, be, it can be part of all of that. The other thing that we've had other, other restaurant businesses do is to use it not only to help capture the point of experience feedback, and we keep going about restroom cleanliness and there's a fly in my suit, but you yeah. can also use it to get information about demographics. Is um, use occasion. For example, one question might be, in fact, we're doing this with a, with a, a brew pub in town, is this your first time at Roger's Lobster House? If the answer is yes, I'm now very interested to know why you're here. What brought you to Roger's Lobster House? Only to those people who said it's the first time. Was it because of Google, Yelp, friend and family? So now you've got a method by which you can understand the driver behind a first-time user. And the theme parks, we do quite a lot of work with theme parks. They're really interested in that because they're now competing with so many other attractions. They want to find out what's the best method of acquisition. So you can use it for the operational feedback, which is kind of what we've been speaking about, but you can use it to ask and answer any other type of question, strategic, tactical, or even project-based. So you could have a question, I'm, I'm going to make some general assumptions about Maine and lobsters, you know, out of these four yeah. lobster dishes, uh, which would you like to see on the menu? And we did that with a pizza chain, uh, and they were asking about uh, different types of topping and about different types of pizza dough. So you're now getting people to help you in menu choice, investment decisions, whatever it happens to be. That's wonderful. You may have mentioned this earlier in the broadcast. Maybe I missed it, maybe not. Um, let's talk about, we did spend quite a bit of time talking about the limitations of, you know, online reviews and all that sort of thing. But still, it is a popular thing. It's out sure. there. It's, I don't see it going away anytime soon. And we still want to encourage those positive reviews you know, we're eliminating or we're minimizing the negatives because right. of the service that you provide. But we are in that survey, do we ever end or, well, obviously you can if you're a restaurant, you say, it's really important to me to encourage online reviews. Is that just the, the closing statement before they provide the feedback? And if we resolve this issue to your satisfaction, would you please leave us an honest and positive, you know, you know where I'm going with that. Yeah, it, it is. I think you've got to be. I, I think you've got to be very, very careful. Um, mm. You've got to be very careful with this because, again, just a short anecdote. We 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 bought a car a few years ago, mm -hmm. and at the end of the, and the the auto industry has got the worst 
reputation for this. The salesman said, it's really important you give me a five out of five. Otherwise, you know, I'll be sent back or, you know, they'll throw me out or whatever it is. That's totally the wrong way to ask. Coercion. Yeah. Oh, right. It's it's the worst. So what you've got to be careful Mm -hmm. is, uh, Mm -hmm. is to think about the sincerity and the authenticity of all of this. So there's a couple of things to do. One is, the system, as I mentioned earlier, can segment out the happy people from not the happy people. And at the end of the feedback, you say to the happy people only, hey, we'd love your review. Please go on Yelp or Facebook or something. So that's automatic, which is this nudge. To those people that scored a two out of five, you know, and what and the flying is my soup, you can say, hey, um, uh, delighted you were here. Uh, sorry, things didn't go as well as they planned. Uh, hope we resolved it to your satisfaction. Um, we'd love to get uh, a review, um, uh, you know, at the right time, something like that. If you want to put out that message, I think that you've got to be cautious in doing it because if you haven't solved the problem, the worst thing you can do, Roger, is is to use a system like ours mm-hmm. where an alert is sent out and you've asked me as the diner to commit one minute of my time and I've told you now there's a fly in my soup and you haven't done anything about it, I'm going to roast you over the coals. I'm, I'm going to, I'm just, just going to, you know, the Absolutely. hell hath no fury. So mm-hmm. you've got to be careful in that if you, use something like this, you commit and have a recovery process, a protocol that allows you to take advantage of the -the on-the-spot, real-time nature of it. Because if, as part of the survey, you've said, may we contact you, and I don't, and you haven't, Mm -hmm. I'm going to say, you got to be kidding me, guy. I've kind of given you two bites of the cherry here. Right, right. I I think you've got to think this one through. And what we typically do is start off um, uh, with the restaurant and say, hey, maybe you don't ask for a a review to everyone straight away. Just ask the positives and get the remediation process correct. Make sure that the right people get the alerts. Make sure if if there is a fly in my soup, what are you, Roger, going to do when that happens? Because you've got my contact information. Now, what are you going to do? Walk me through what you're going to do. Because the last thing you want to do is screw up the opportunity to recover when you've teed up the great opportunity to, to, to gain me as a, as a loyal fan. Right. So we try to get people to kind of walk through that issue. And you're the restauranter. We're not. We're, we're simply the humble vessel into which hmm. some of this good, bad, and indifferent stuff can be delivered. Well, with that said, I'm a huge believer in empowerment, you know, and I always empowered my staff to put the best foot of the restaurant forward and to solve. They were empowered to solve problems on the fly when they arose, when they knew there was a problem, as opposed to, wait a minute, I got to go talk to my manager because I can't make that. You know, it's like... One, the customer may complain to the staff person that's serving them, you know, and then 
<laughs> they don't want to have to go through the explanation for the second time. And then the manager comes over and all that sort of thing. So here's where I'm going with this. Yeah. So let's just say you, empower, I'm a huge believer in staff training and the staff are the first line of defense and offense to give the right. customer the best experience, right? Your staff are the foundation of your business. Does the staff work hand in hand in conjunction with a pinnator? And do they encourage people? Do they point it out or they just let the signage speak for itself, the table tents, whatever they are? Would you say that's important or tell Absolutely. us that? I think, I, think, I think you've hit the nail on the head. Mm -hmm. um, we found that, and we, we, we found this quite a lot through, through uh, healthcare in particular and in the hotel yeah. industry, that there is an opportunity, a fantastic opportunity for you as the restaurant business to cement your credentials and your credibility if staff have the opportunity to spread the word a bit. So that's why in the dialogue, you know, we would, you'd have these table tents around, but as the server, what I'd say, as I give you the check, I'd say, you know, we really believe in, in, in great feedback, whether that's good, bad, or indifferent. Yeah. This will take about a minute. There's four different ways of you to give feedback. I'm just going to go away and do the, the check. And by the way, there's, you know, Roger's going to give away $30 each month or something like great. that. Great. So I've done a couple of things. I've first of all, reinforced, the business's commitment that feedback is important. The second thing, as I've said, um, it's short and it's really easy. Mm -hmm. um, and the third thing that you can say, but again, you would have to tell your staff what they can say is, is quote something like, oh, and by the way, uh, the owner reads uh, all of the feedback. Uh, and if you want uh, him to contact you, then there's a question in there for you. So again, you're really prepping the contract between you and that customer you're telling them everything in advance and that the feedback is important so where that occurs we have an enormous jump in response rates probably 10 15 percent more because you've given somebody a reason to do something in that minute which is presumably how long the it takes for the server to get the, 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 the card done. And it's a bit like that old thing of, um, you know, feedback was always a good opportunity um, when you put a mirror by an elevator because people like looking at themselves in that period of time. You're giving somebody something to do and you're reinforcing it. So I, I totally agree with the idea of empowerment and this idea of reinforcing your commitment to feedback, whether that's good, bad, or indifferent. And that's really important to say because you're not looking for, you know, the either, well, you're looking for everything. Um, and everything could be a two out of five, a three out of five, a four out of five, not just the people who say best lobster in town. Fantastic. That's great. Well, folks, that's Opiniator, and I understand, Matt, that you have a free demo at your website, which we definitely want the audience to check out. I'm sure this has intrigued everyone. It's something that's really important, you know, pleasing your customers, keeping your customers, and encouraging them to tell everyone they know and to speak of you positively. I think you mentioned turning your customers into evangelists for your restaurant is the most powerful thing you can do. Yeah, I think I think, and the economics, Roger, back you up because once yeah. you get repeat customers, then clearly you don't, you no longer have to spend as much on acquisition, and they right. tend to spend more over time, mm -hmm. and they become a walking billboard. 
Um, so it's it's really important. And there's a there's a calculator on the website that can do that. And there's also a little video that can walk you through. It's it's a, it's a, it's a little cartoonish, but it'll walk you through the process. And then if if any of your folk are interested in a demo, that takes about ten minutes. Very easy to do. But I, I, you've articulated it pretty well. What uh, what goes on? I'm going to put the URL in the show notes. It's opiniator.com. There is a free demo, and uh, that's awesome. You got a little cartoony thing there that well, calculates the <laughs> lifetime value of a customer, which is super important. Matt, it's been my pleasure having you on the show. Roger, it's great. I'd love to talk to you uh, best with the, with the Portland, Maine business, and um, look forward to talking with you a little bit more in the future. Absolutely. That was the Restaurant Rockstars podcast. Thank you so much, audience, for tuning in. We will see you in the next episode. Thanks again for listening, guys. You know, technology keeps moving forward at lightning speed, and there are so many solutions that'll help you run a stronger, more profitable operation. And of course, guest satisfaction should be at the top of the list. But I also need to tell you that the foundation of great guest satisfaction is, of course, your staff. So if you're looking for another system to train your staff, not only in hospitality, but also in salesmanship, why not check out SalesStars? It's a proven program. We've sold it around the world. People are very satisfied with how it works. And it's a great way to onboard your staff and not only train them in product, but restaurant knowledge as well so that they not only serve, but sell at the highest level. Check it out at restaurantrockstars.com. It's sales stars. If you have an idea for an upcoming guest or a topic that you'd really like us to cover, why not drop me a line, roger, R-O-G-E-R, at restaurantrockstars.com. I appreciate you listening. Why not join our new Facebook group called Restaurant Rockstars Official? It's a great forum for the industry, and we appreciate um, your tuning in every week. So we'll see you in the next episode. Thanks for listening to the Restaurant Rockstars Podcast. For lots of great resources, head over to restaurantrockstars.com. See you next time.